Welcome to a weekly look at all things high school sports around the South Plains. Powered by the Lubbock Avalanche Journal. Here's the Lone Star Varsity Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Lone Star Varsity Podcast. I'm Mike Graham, joined as always by Brian Navarrete. What a week it has been. Basketball season is officially over. We've been working hard in the office on our Lone Star Varsity girls and boys basketball teams. The girls is expected to come out on Sunday, and I think we're pretty proud of, of what we've done. Baseball and softball are simmering up, so we've got a little bit to talk about today, and I think the best place to start is just circling back, putting a bow on the basketball season. We're Borden County and Seminole both made the state tournament, both fell in the state semifinal round, but it was still a heck of a season for both programs, especially, I think, for Seminole, which pushed through some new barriers and made it to the state tournament for the first time since 1999. Definitely. I think they played really well this year. They had a strong group of seniors, and uh, they returned some key pieces. Yeah, Jalen Britton, I think, is, is the first guy we want to talk about. I mean, might be a candidate for something on our, our Lone Star Varsity boys basketball team. Don't think we're giving away too much, you know, just considering what, what he contributed to his team this year. But they are losing some key pieces, uh, notably Reese Moore. He's an uh, offensive tackle signee with Texas. He was a good basketball player, too kind of a guy that gets you a double-double almost on a nightly basis. <laughs> I think he did that in the last game, too. I think he did, yeah. So that that's going to be tough. But uh, I think we're optimistic about what they bring back. And, and then you look at Estacado, too. That's going to be a fun district once again, uh, provided that oh. they're aligned in the same district. Man, the last couple of years watching that district in general has been – it's been a show. It's been an entertaining show. Estacado graduates, Seminole graduates, key players, and they always come back and they put together a good team. And then you have Brownfield, which is pretty solid every year. And Leveland, you know, they're returning a lot of players. So it's going to be a fun district. But talking a little bit about Seminole's breakthrough season and going to the state champ- or state tournament, rather. In that game, they really battled back, and they were trying to get back in it, but I think it was just a little bit – Dallas Carter was a little bit too much in the end. Uh, You know, we talked with uh, Coach Williams the week before, and he had mentioned they kind of run their game like Estacado, and Estacado was a hard team for Seminole to slow down during district play. Yeah, and uh, Carter went on after that 18-point win against Seminole. I believe the final score was 80-62. to 62. They went on to play Silsby, the defending state champion, and Silsby won again. You're not defending state champions for no reason, you know. <laughs> exactly. And then Borden County got paired up with Nazareth, played a decent game. Uh, their free throws didn't fall as, as they normally had, and uh, they ended up getting pushed out to the perimeter and taking a lot of three-pointers. Nazareth walked away with a 54-44 win in San Antonio. But – and I know we've talked about this a hundred times now. Still impressive to see Borden County even make it there. That was their fifth consecutive state tournament setting appearance, factoring in their two football state championship wins dating back to the 2016 season, plus a 2017 state baseball tournament appearance. And they're going to get their baseball season going Friday against Trinity Christian at noon. I think it's going to be another good year for them and when it comes to baseball as well. But for basketball, they did something pretty impressive and only dropping, um, what, two games? and then going on to return to the state uh, tournament. And, uh, yeah, it's just one of those nights where they're not falling. Um, It happens to everybody. It's unfortunate that it happened to the state uh, tournament, but still, that's a solid team. You know, you talk about Easton Edwards, Trey Ritchie. Those are really good players that, you know, especially at the 1A level or at any level, I think would have a heck of a night. Agree. And um, 
you know, I guess we've been talking a lot in the office that we're pretty pleased with how our uh, girls super team worked out while we're still working <laughs> on the guys. What can we tell them about, about this team? That you wouldn't want to match up with this team. <laughs> I guess the first team, we kind of took a step back, and I don't think I could put together a team in the office that's going to take on that one. It's a good team. Um, I, we think it's a good team. Hopefully everybody agrees. Um, I think our newcomer of the year and our player of the year and coach of the year are well-deserving, and uh, I'm just excited to get get, a, get some response. Yes, yeah, send all hate mail to bnavarette at lubbockonline.com. <laughs> I'll accept it because I am proud of this team. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a solid team, and what we learned was that this region is so loaded with guards, it's almost unfair, and it is oftentimes unfair who gets left off. We had, what, probably 15 capable guards that we had to shave down and, and that's always a shame almost 15 that are going to play at the next level too yeah exactly i mean yeah i mean this this region is very good amarillo gets a lot of um a lot of the uh, praise and in, in girls basketball but i feel like lubbock and the surrounding area really stepped up its game this season and, and like you and you know you look at friendship which pushed into the uh, 6a regional tournament gave plano a good game Plano advances out and, and wins the state championship at the 6A level. I think that's a good sign for friendship moving on, considering the pieces that they're bringing back. It's so funny that you bring this up, because whenever I was typing up the team, um, all their key pieces and all the people who kind of showed out in district and who uh, was named to the all-district team and all-region awards, they're coming back next year. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, this is exciting for them this year to do what they did, but looking forward to what they can do again next year and we'll, we'll talk to Trent Hilliard a little bit later um, you know heading into next season rather uh, about that and all the pieces that he's bringing back and then moving on just to baseball and softball got our first serious taste of, of baseball last week with the first bank classic that Lubbock ISD uh, put on along with assistance from the Cooper School District and in the Friendship School District. It was a lot of fun. I had a good time at my two games, even though um, one was uh, was kind of lopsided in the uh, in the Coronado Heritage game, which was kind of a surprise because they had played a week earlier in Arlington. Heritage squeaked out a four to three win. This time they won thirteen zero. My favorite quote comes from Monterey coach Kent Metter, and that's that. You know, uh, baseball is a crazy thing. You know, it, you don't know if you're going to win on any given day. You can lose, but you got to play your best ball. And uh, you know, in my game, friendship versus Waco Midway, I saw a Tiger team that is not going to give up real easily. Uh, talking with Coach Chad Reynolds afterwards, he just mentioned that this is a team that always finds a way to win, and uh, they started off real real hot early and uh, Waco Midway was able to come back but they ended up winning in the end yeah exactly what they needed yeah while Coronado had to deal with the middle infield that was the the sons of former Rangers uh Rusty Greer and and Bobby Witt uh, that's always fr tough yeah fr friendship did not draw heritage but I think that they were the big winner uh in a tournament that really was just it's a tournament in name, but it was really just this thing that provided everyone five games over a weekend. But I, th I thought that friendship's body of work among the local area teams was the most impressive, including that win against Midway. Midway is good at every sport you can imagine. You know, obviously their football team went to the 6A Division II state championship game just earlier this season. A lot of crossover on their baseball team. It's a baseball team that went to the area round last year at the, at the highest level. 
Yeah, I was thoroughly impressed with the discipline. Everybody played their position exactly how it was supposed to, and uh, they were able to get the win in the end. It was a great game. I, I think uh, Riley Robinson, one of their pitchers, he came in in the end, and uh, it, it's one of those moments in baseball that you love to see where it's just pitcher versus batter strikes the last guy out for the final out, and you're just like <laughs> you get excited a little bit about it because that's exactly what you want to see, some good baseball. A winner, I think, from the very end of the First Bank Classic on into the resumption of District 4 5A play is, is Lubbock High, which uh, got a win against a uh, scrappy El Paso El Dorado team. It's final game uh, of the series. I was on hand for that one and then moved on to uh, Edge Lubbock Cooper 2 1 on Tuesday evening to get back up to 500 after a tough loss to Coronado to begin district play. That's a scrappy team, the Westerners. Oh, they have been in the last couple of years, and you'll get to know that. The the more you see them, um, they're, they're scrappy. Every year, you know, they're able to put together a team that has been scrappy. They're, they're tough to beat on any given day. If you give them a little bit, they're going to take a lot. And I think they were able to do so with Cooper, who, you know, has three Division one. uh pitchers and uh, i believe they had one on the mound last night they did and uh i mean cooper's a team that is now dropped to zero and two wouldn't press the panic button so far but i, I know that's not the start that they wanted uh, considering the talent they've got around them and then monterey uh, looks really good right off the bat too and i think there's a really big game on on friday night when coronado and monterey face off at 7 p.m i think i think that's probably the place to be oh that's going to be huge that's that's a big rivalry game right there and uh hopefully we can get out maybe get some updates as soon as it gets going definitely and then just moving on to softball still kind of getting our feet wet in, in that area because the first bank classic really dictated what we could cover last week but you got a good game the other day you got to see two decent teams when uh rolls met hill center on tuesday yeah i got to see the uh returning district 228 champs rolls go up against hill center who uh they, they were a good team. You know, uh, the score might not say so, but I thought Hell Center was pretty good. Um, it, obviously, the end result was Lady Rabbits and ended up winning it 13-3. to But uh, Hell Center played a good game. They were able to kind of uh, cause some trouble there in the end. But Rawls is a team that, – that whole town just seems to be a, a softball town. They seem to be a team that really buys into everything that their coach tells them and – what they're able to do but you know Isabel Lara she went three for four with three RBIs and a double I thought she had an impressive performance they have a really good pitcher um I can't remember her name off the top of my back on top of my head because uh it, it's kind of out there I'm, I believe her last name is Yeoman but she's really good she's just a sophomore and uh Rawls is going to be a contender I think at the end to repeat as the district champs and then just transitioning into soccer, Friendship got a 5-1 to one win against Midland High on Tuesday evening. Natalie Jones with three assists, uh, Brogan Ross with two goals. They have clinched the uh, 2-6A title. Not really a surprise, but what do you think that this team is capable of once they get into the postseason, having seen what they did in the postseason the past couple of years? I think they're capable of pushing, their, pushing it to the limit in terms of you know their playoff run I think they're going to be able to go pretty far I think they're going to rewrite the history books and the team that you know has gone the furthest into the playoffs if not getting to the state tournament it's a good team solid across the board every night you have a different person stepping up they have a good defense uh, 
it's just a good team overall. It's an experienced team. These girls have played together for a really long time. So I think there's a lot of uh, communication that they're able to relay to each other that really just shows on the field. And then Lubbock Cooper and, and Monterey on the guy side got together last night, played to a 1-1 draw, and then Cooper won in penalty kicks 4-3. to That delayed Monterey's uh, hopes of winning the 4-5A championship. They're moving on to play Abilene Cooper in what will be a true championship game next Tuesday. Most of the teams in soccer are taking Friday off as, as an open date. Um, like really said, looking it is forward to break, it. So. Yeah, really <laughs> looking forward to to seeing the results from from that one. I believe that one is down at Cooper, Abilene Cooper. But um, when you, when you talk yeah. about scrappy teams, I think Lubbock Cooper uh, boys soccer can go into that category. Uh, they're a team that's you know. It, 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 you have to play your. You have to be on your best game to beat them. You're absolutely right. There's a lot of talent there. Their record is twelve seven and two and, and five and four in the league. But this is a team that's probably going to make the postseason and, and probably is going to su- surprise some people, especially um, maybe in the by district round. Definitely, um, it, it's going to be a fun team to watch. Considering also that this is only their second year with the program, uh, the team that they were able to put together is. I think impressive, especially their goalie, Gunnar Gonzalez, I believe is his name. Uh, He's had a couple shutouts this year, and um, I think it's only uphill for that program. But not to take anything away from the LISD programs, because I think soccer in general in this area, and we might have said this on the podcast before, but it's growing in terms of talent, participation, everything. It's it's getting bigger in this area. You're exactly right. And and with that, I think we're going to wrap this up kind of a short week spring break we're sort of on spring break too it's been kind of it's been kind of nice even though it has been kind of slow around here uh, but we are looking forward to the games kicking up this weekend and uh, moving on forward and, and closing out this academic year with a bang we appreciate everyone listening in and we'll talk to you again soon